Good afternoon, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the November 3rd edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Our show is brought to you by the Security Federal Bank. One of the best ways to support local matters is to support Security Federal. So if you have any banking needs, uh, you need a new banking home, uh, you need a loan, you want to improve your home, you want to buy a car, uh, you want to uh, get into some investments, please see our friends at Security Federal. They have 17 locations between Columbia County, Georgia and Columbia, South Carolina. Also, the show is brought to you by Janice Allen Jackson and Associates. Please check out my website, JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com. You'll see the services provided by my firm as well as all of the Local Matters episodes from the past. And one of the best ways to support Local Matters is to tell everybody you know about those episodes. They're set up so that you can share them. Uh, and please, I welcome you to tell everyone you know about our program. Well, if you're like me, you got your tax bill a while back, you looked at it and it was higher than what it was in the previous year. That is, is if you're a Richmond County taxpayer. So I invited Ms. Juanita Burney. She's vice chair of the Richmond County Board of Tax Assessors. And she's going to come in and talk to us about how uh, their office determines what the value of your property is and who uh, makes the decisions about how much that bill is going to be. But of course, before we go to Ms. Bernie, I do want to talk some about the results of the election on Tuesday. Um, you see where the proposed bond referendum failed uh, by a pretty sizable margin. About 60% of voters voted no. Uh, I was surprised by a couple of things. One being the overall turnout. Turnout was 9.6%. I actually expected it to be lower. Anytime you have a special election where there's only one item on the ballot, it's tough to get people to come out. Uh, I also observed that in those precincts that are closer to downtown, like mine, 104, uh, we were strongly in favor of it. I think about 57% of the voters who did vote at the Eastview Community Center uh, actually voted in favor of uh, the referendum. But then you'll go out to some places, just for instance, going through the data, uh, I saw where the uh, Precinct 305 uh, third district voting at First Baptist Church, they had almost a 25% turnout and it was mostly no's. So it looks like there were people who were interested in this referendum, but just not enough of them went to the polls in order to make a difference. So we'll look forward to future conversations in our community about where we go from here. But for now, uh, let's learn more about those property taxes. Today is the first in a uh, two-part series on property tax bills. Juanita Bernie is vice chair of the Board of Assessors for Richmond County. And um, she is going to tell us a little bit about what they do today. 
Um, but before we get started, I'm going to ask her to uh, share a few things about her background with you. Um, uh, Juanita, I know you are a native Augustan, and we share several things in common, one of which is that we're both graduates of the Academy of Richmond County. Can you talk a little bit about what that was like when you were there? It was a rough road because I was the, on the second wave of Black students that were going to predominantly white schools. At the time that I went to Richmond Academy, there were nine Black students, 2,500 white students. So it was a fairly difficult transition. Um, back in that time, they were still singing Dixie in assembly programs. Um, not everyone was truly welcomed. So it was a good thing that the nine of us that were there were academically pretty astute where we could carry our own load because there wasn't a lot of help that was gonna come to us at that particular time. So um, while we blazed it, it was not easy. There are classmates that I have now that really find it very difficult to talk about our experience there because it, it was um, fairly difficult, but hopefully the sacrifices that we made being there made it a little easier for those that came behind us. Okay. Well, I will say it did as one who came behind. Um, I had a pretty decent uh, academic experience there at Richmond. Um, I learned a lot. I was exposed to people that I otherwise would not have been. You know, I think about all the military brats and things that that were at Richmond at the time. So it turned out to be a pretty good experience for me by the time I graduated 12 years after after you did. Um, uh, let's also talk about some of the other things we have in common. And uh, one of those is that uh, we are both members of the great Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Uh, you crossed with Augusta yes. alumni uh, during that same year I graduated from Richmond, and I crossed at the College of William and Mary Mu Epsilon chapter the year after you did, fall of 1982. So Tell us why you decided to be a member of the Great Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Well, there are several uh, uh, reasons why. The first is I got early indoctrination about Delta Sigma Theta from my brothers, both of whom pledge Omega Psi Phi fraternity. And they kind of unofficially look at Deltas as a sister organization. And they said, sis, if you're gonna pledge, we need you to consider Delta Sigma Theta. So I started researching and looking at what Delta was all about. And I liked what I found. And I liked the fact that Delta Sigma Theta was primarily public service oriented. They existed to do public service. And I'm all about public service. So that interested me very much. In addition, white environments for so long, I was looking for additional socialization with people of color. 
and I wanted to do more with people of color. And that was a good way for me to do that and to um, just fraternize more with, with women. And, and we are a women's organization. And so those are, are all reasons that um, I've joined. Okay, all right. And um, also in between Richmond Academy and your pledging Delta, uh, you uh, had a professional career uh, that I would like to call people's attention to. Can you tell us a little bit about your uh, college education and your professional endeavors? Um, yes, I went to college at the Medical College of Georgia, um, graduated from there with a Bachelor of Science degree in Medical Record Administration, uh, went on to work in the field of administration in the hospital at the Medical College of Georgia. Um, at that time was one of three people of color in administration in the hospital. Um, there, I've not only worked in with medical records, but I worked with quality management for the hospital, um, served for a period of time as the quality management director for the hospital. I enjoyed that a great deal because that was about policy, um, looking at making sure we were doing things right in the hospital, helping the hospital to prepare for accreditation by the um, Joint Commission on Accreditation of Hospitals, um, which is required. And I, so I was in, in investigation and helping people to learn to do what they do better. And I really liked helping people. So it's a career that was very good to me and I enjoyed it. I also received a master's degree in public administration from Georgia Southern University. Um, I have done a lot of public public service, public service um, the technical parts of public service. And it was a degree that would allow me to not only expand my, I guess I should say education in the field of public service, but I could also use it in my healthcare. And I was one of the primary initiators of developing the medical record administration for uh, association for, we called it the Greater Augusta Area Medical Record Association. I was a founding member of that association and I was its second president uh, of the association. I wrote the first comprehensive release of medical information manual that was used in the Greater Augusta area. So my healthcare career was very interesting, very varied, and I enjoyed it very much. All right, and we appreciate that. Um, so you got that master's degree in public administration, and I know that you have been involved in a number of community uh, activities over a number of years um, where you have used your platform as a citizen to contribute to the well-being of the Augusta community. And, you know, last week's show, I had uh, Brad Ushery and Cedric Johnson from the Augusta Richmond County Coliseum Authority talk about their volunteer efforts to make Augusta a better place. Um, and this 
uh, time around, got you talking about your volunteer efforts to make Augusta better. Um, I think people often don't uh, understand what roles they can play. Um, so can you just talk a little bit about your interest in public affairs and how you wind up getting involved with the Board of Tax Assessors? I have to link my interest in um, public service back to my father. I would say I got started in it through the world of politics at the age of eight years old. My father worked with many individuals who were seeking public office. Um, they would come and seek his help um, for their campaigns and he would decide who he was gonna work with and why for the benefit of the community. And so as he went around um, talking to people, soliciting votes, et cetera, et cetera, I was his shadow. And so I learned through that process that it is important to be concerned about the political endeavors of our community because whether we like politics or not, it drives what happens in our communities and it drives the resources that we get in our community. So my father was my start. By working on political campaigns through the years, I just learned people, um, expanded my association with a lot of people in organizations, just merely through working on political campaigns. So that's how I became, you know, to be known. Um, I also was appointed to two splash, previous splash committees for the, for the city on the citizens advisory panel for those splash committees, which gave me additional experience in working with the endeavors of the city and how we need to participate as citizens of the county. Um, and through those endeavors and over time, um, I think I began to be valued as a person who cared about the community, a person who is honest, and a person who is hardworking. And um, I think that perception of me is what led to my appointment to the Board of Assessors because it was felt that I had a skill set that could be brought to help work with the Board of Assessors on behalf of the citizens of Richmond County. And so therefore I was nominated by several commissioners to be appointed to the board. When someone is nominated to be appointed to the Board of Assessors, that has to be a unanimous vote by all of the commissioners though, have to agree that they're going to make that appointment to the Board of Assessors. So I was thrilled that my appointment was unanimous because that said to me that there was a trust factor there in appointing me to the board and that they could count on me to carry out the responsibilities of the board. Okay. And now the big question, tell everybody what the Board of Assessors really does. Okay. Um, Often there is confusion regarding the tax commissioner's office and then the tax assessor's board. They are definitely two different departments with 
I'm going to say responsibilities where we have to work hand in hand to carry out those responsibilities, but they are different departments. The um, Stephen Kendricks, who is the tax commissioner, puts out a newsletter called the Richmond County Tax Matters. And there's an issue of that document. It's issue number three. I think it would be helpful for any citizen to request that document from the office because it outlines in a portion of it, the difference between what the tax commissioner office does and what the board of assessors does. And so I'm going to um, use it as a guide as I talk for a minute about the differences. The tax assessor's office, we approve homestead applications for homestead exemption. And we know that homestead exemption allows you to pay uh, lesser tax on your primary residence. We assign the initial property valuations, which means what is the value of the property that you live in? And we look at assigning fair market value. Well, what is fair market value? Fair market value is if your property is sold, what amount of cash did you receive for that property? And there are many things that can go into that. Location of property, condition of property, those are the kinds of things that are looked at. But fair market value is what is placed on your property. Once that number, fair market value is determined, and I should interject here, it's a very structured process. The um, Board of Assessors comes under regulations of the Georgia State Department of Revenue. So a lot of citizens really don't understand, and I didn't fully understand until I became a member of BOA, how much the Georgia State Department of Revenue plays in how property is evaluated. So if you think there's just an arbitrary figure put on your property, no, it is not. It is done by regulations uh, from the Georgia um, Department of Revenue. They determine through guidelines how your property is valued. Um, once that, that number comes up, 40% of whatever that number is, is what your property then is taxed on. Let's say your property is valued at $150,000. Well, you're not taxed for tax purposes for Richmond County on $150,000. You would be taxed on 40% of $150,000. So that's where the actual number comes from that you're actually taxed on. Um, the Board of Assessors Office also handles changes of address. Um, we handle appeals, the initial appeal, if someone does not agree with how much their property was assessed for. Um, the Board of Assessors not only uh, looks at residential property, but mobile homes. Um, we, but we process mobile home registrations. We process mobile home registrations. I'm, I'm going to um, share with you quickly what we call class and strata codes to let you know what all kinds of properties 
the Board of Assessors looks at, we look at agricultural property, Brownsville property, commercial properties, historic properties, industrial properties, um, residential properties, which of course are your homes that you live in, transitional properties, utilities, conservation use, which basically deals with timber and environmentally sensitive properties. So it's not just residential houses that the Board of Assessors comes up with values for. It's all of those other categories too. Now, as opposed, the tax commissioner's office actually sends out the tax bill. What we do is when we come up with your residential property values for the entire um, populace of Richmond County, that's called the digest. Well, we have to send that digest to the Georgia Department of Revenue for their review. And they look over it to make sure that everything has been done correctly and according to regulations. They will send it back to us if we need to make any changes that they require or recommend, we will do that. But fortunately, 99% of the time, they send our digest back to us saying it is ready to be transferred to the tax commissioner's office. So once we get that approval from the Georgia State Department of Revenue, then we transfer that digest over to Stephen Kendrick's office, the tax commissioner office. Now, what they do over there is they send out the bill. That's where you actually get your bill from. They process homestead um, applications for approval. They're the ones that actually collect the money. The Board of Assessors does not collect any money. We only send them over that 40% of value. Um, they distribute the funds once they're collected to the different entities of Richmond County. They issue bond letters and they issue mobile home decals and they provide info on tax savings to widows and widowers. So those are some differences between. So you can look at the Board of Assessors as we determine the value and of that value, 40% of that is what you're taxed on. That is what is transferred over to the um, tax commissioner's office and they send out the actual bills and they're the ones that actually collect the money. Now, if as a citizen, you are not satisfied with the value that has been placed on your property, you can appeal it. You first would appeal it to the um, board of tax assessors. And then if you are not satisfied with what the board of tax assessors does, you have the right to move a step further and appeal it to the board of equalization. There is a board of equalization. That board consists of three regular members and then three backup members. They also have guidelines from the Georgia State Department of Revenue on how they will look at your appeal. And they have three ways that they can look at it when you make an appeal to them. They can look at taxability, they can look at uniformity of assessment, and they can look at value. Because one of the things that we're required to do is to try to be uniform in value in how we look at property so that everyone is treated fairly. You can also ask for um, an arbitrator to look at your case if you don't want to go straight 
to BOE. If you're not satisfied with the, with the result of taking your case to the Board of Equalization, then you have the right to file with Superior Court. You can actually take your case to Superior Court. They will put it on the docket. They will get it heard. And a judge there will make the determination. If the BOE sides against the Board of Assessors for a citizen, or if they move on to Superior Court and Superior Court sides with a citizen, the Board of Assessors cannot um, appeal that. That is what will stand for the citizen. So there are options if you're not totally satisfied. Um, one of the things that I was asked to explain and talk about was re-evaluation re of property. Um, this past cycle, a number of communities were re-evaluated for the value of the property. There is a regulation um, from the attorney general's office that property does go up in value over time. And at least every two years, that property should be re-evaluated for tax purposes. So when we know that we enjoy our property going up because it means that when we sell it, we have a larger income. Uh, and a lot of people look at their homes as investments. But that also means that when the value of your home goes up, so does your tax bill. Unfortunately, when you renovate property, that is considered improving your property. It has made your property better. And so that can increase your tax bill as well. And I was hit with that. I had my bathroom renovated and my bedroom expanded, which increased the value of my property and my tax bill went up. So it's kind of, um, you know, you can think of it as kind of egregious that you can't improve your property without your tax rate going up, but taxes are based on the value of property. So when the value of your property goes up, then most times your, your tax rate will also go up. Sometimes it may not go up that much because again, there are other factors that go into it, like where the home is situated, what kind of improvements you did to the home. So there are a lot of factors that are looked at before um, an increase in property is put on your tax. Couple follow-up questions. Um, you said that uh, property is reevaluated every two years? It is supposed to be reevaluated at least every two years. It can be done every year if it was decided to be done every year, but um, rarely is it done every year in Richmond County. Also, we may see reevaluations happen a little more frequently simply because the tax assessor's office is coming into the forefront with technical improvements, technological improvements because it used to be the only way a home could be evaluated was an employee had to actually physically, you know, drive by the property or look at the property to evaluate it. There are other means that are also coming or aerial surveillance. 
that helps now with improvements on property. So if you think you can build on the back of your home and it will never be discovered, well, surprise, because a plane flying over, doing aerial evaluation can see that that property was improved. So ever so often, communities are gonna be looked at to see if the community as a whole has been evaluated according to fair market value. In addition to your neighborhood, for example, like one of the other neighborhoods that was recently reevaluated is the Bel Air Estate subdivision that is out off of Dice Parkway. Anyone familiar with that subdivision is, is familiar with a lot of the improvements that have gone in there, the recreational services that have been improved in there, and a lot of, of um, upper end homes have been built in there. And so with all of those upper end homes being added, the overall value of that community has gone up. So that's another one of the communities that received recent reevaluation. Okay. So from what you have told us so far, your the office, which is, I think the chief appraiser, I know the director of that office is called the chief appraiser. Is that the right title? Called the chief appraiser, yes. Okay. The department head is called the chief appraiser. Okay. Yes. And you all as the board, do you all actually select who the chief appraiser is? We do. It is the responsibility of the board of assessors to advertise when there's a vacancy for that position, to interview, and to select the best candidate for hiring um, to head the office. And they're responsible for running the department and they are accountable to, the chief appraiser is accountable to the board of assessors. So the buck stops with the board of assessors. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.